Meanwhile, in Shi'ar space. So he just made up a new mutant language? Krakoan! Whatever new mutant comes to the island, one of our telepaths downloads it into the new person's brain. And he also sits on the council. That's basically the government of the nation. Not in the way you mean. He speaks for the island. Tr- translates something, whatever. Still, kind of a seat at the table, right? Yeah. And they didn't ask you? Let's not... Mm, let's not turn this into a thing. People make mistakes all the time. What's important, Sam, is that you always have forgiveness in your heart. Oh, sure. Either way, big things in store for young Douglas, it seems. Yep. And, uh, speaking of big things... Oh, Bobby. Oh, God. Rain's oh. asleep on the couch next to you. Do we care? Yeah, who cares? Who cares? All right. Put your black solar flare up. Let me yeah. see. Mm. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Sunspot. Mm. Hello, Queer Coteers. It is episode 111, 111 of CBQ Legacy, this comic book queers. Um, you just heard a little preview of New Mutants written by I, by Hickman, correct? Am I correct? John, Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonathan Hickman. Hickman. Um, as I'm Evil Jeff, and I am here with my sexy and beautiful co-host, Brett. Hey, happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. We're officially, you're officially allowed to put up Christmas decorations. And if you've done it before this, you're a garbage person. You're garbage. It's December 1st, the date we're recording. In fact, after this episode, I'm going to buy a Christmas tree and I'm going to buy new Christmas decorations and I'm going to Christmas the fuck out of my apartment. Why? Because I'm super depressed. Oh my god. Let's we'll unpack that in a second. I put up my Christmas decorations the the day after uh Thanksgiving. Oh, deranged. Yeah. yeah. What? What do you mean deranged? Sounds like you're super depressed. Why does that why okay, why do you have to be depressed to put up your Christmas decorations? Cuz Christmas is fake happiness, like a drug that we leech onto when we're sad. It's nostalgia, and there's not there's nothing wrong with nostalgia making us happy. Why do you think we do this fucking podcast? <laughs> oh, I do this podcast for a love of comic books and a love of talking. Okay, well, why are you depressed, Brett? We're gonna unpack life that. in general. Yeah, oh, no. turning forty, Trump, all 40, of it. That happened so long ago for you. I know. Now I'm even more depressed. Can I just say? We'll talk about it later, but I watched Knives Out. And some at one moment in the theater, I was just like, oh, we're all going to die. I'm going to die. And I just started thinking, like, I started calculating oh, yeah. how much time I have left, assuming yeah, I don't much. get cancer or something. Right. 
And will. and it's now because it always felt like oh it's so far away. I have more life to live than I have lived, and now I think I've hit the opposite, where I've yeah. lived more life than I have left to. You're live. on borrowed time, my friend. And that um. The one nice thing is no one ever has to worry about me committing suicide because I want to live lo- I want to live forever. Most of my depression is about me not living forever. <laughs> anyway, happy holidays anyway. everybody. Happy holidays How was your everybody. Did you we went back to Jersey? How is your It Jersey was I went Thanksgiving. To, I went back to the Jersey Shore. Uh it was great. Um, my niece and nephew are of an age where I can like do bits and like making them laugh with relatively sophisticated humor, like not like poopy humor. What age is that? Nine and seven. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they're savvy, you know, they're starting to become savvy. Um, nephew just keeps making me play Fortnite. Um, I'm resisting it because I don't want to get addicted. Yeah. Uh, I prefer the video game computer game that my niece forces me to play over and over. Are you familiar with roblox.com? Like Roblox is this big like open source gaming platform. People make their own games. It's very primitive looking. You're saying Rode? Kind of like, like R-O-A-D? No, R-O, R-O-B-L-O-X. Oh no, I don't. So it's like Minecraft yeah, yeah. or something? Yeah, well it's like, it's, it's Minecraft in its level of aesthetic. Like it's real basic. But people develop all these different games. There's like hundreds of games to choose from. So my niece and I play a lot of fashion famous which is they give you a category and you have four minutes to put an outfit together and then strut it on the runway and all your peers that you're playing with vote what do you do you do you what do you use as, as the clothing anything in the closet? they have like a huge array of different different clothings different makeups different faces different hairs different accessories so you have like a lot to, you're in like this big mall of free shit how do you, but then, and then is it like an avatar that then walks the runway? Yeah, it's your avatar just walks. Yeah. Yes. See, I played that in real life. <laughs> uh, girl, With my niece. How no, many stars it's do you get? It's called Project Runway. We played Project Runway, me and my boyfriend and my niece. And we basically are allowed three different um, bath towels. And someone is like the judge. Someone's like Heidi Klum or Tim Gunn. And then the other person's the designer. And then the other person's the model. And you basically have to Amazing. take the towels and wrap them in different outfits. And then usually Amazing. my niece just likes to be the judge and then and then kick us off and say, say we're going home. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you win? Like, I don't know. How do you win the fashion? You get whoever game? gets the most stars. Like people rate you oh, one so star to five stars on your outfit. So but, like how you nailed the category. Yeah. The categories are fun. How many people? The categories are like losing my mind. Uh, I think up to like 12 people in a room. Oh, okay. It's fun. Uh, that does sound sometimes fun. Sometimes I win first can place. You, but is it only on the computer or can you play it like on, can you get it on like the no, Switch? No, it's only on, like you have to go to roblox.com and like, oh no, I think you could probably get it on PS4 or Xbox or something. Oh, I'll have to look at that. That sounds, I'm always looking for a game. Roblox. You know, because th- this Thanksgiving I had 20 people that I cooked for. And it was pretty crazy. Oh but at the, uh, I, I luckily because um, my anxiety disorder, um, the one nice thing about having anxiety disorder is that it makes you plan and it makes you very prepared. 
Um, like the night, I got no sleep, but it was because I was so thinking of what I had to do. I was like up at like two in the morning just because I couldn't sleep. And I'm like, I might as well cook. So the next day I had like everything was done. So I was like way ahead of sketch. And then after the dinner, we just played a ton of like Jackbox games. That is my ideal night. Do you play Fibbage? Fibbage? No, we like Quiplash better and the murder mystery one. The the haunted okay. the murder mystery trivia. And then we played some of the new ones. There was uh, a new, there's a new Jackbox 6 came out and there's a joke writing one where you're a comic Ooh. on a sinking cruise ship and you have to write all these jokes and then perform them and everyone has their own like catchphrase that you have to end every joke with. It's, it's pretty fucking fun. Sounds amazing. <clears throat> but I was very, everyone, it ended with like a lot of people extremely um, inebriated Sick. and high. Uh, the end of the evening. Who? Who was the worst person there? Who was person number 20 in your ranking of people? That you I'm to? not going to say that on this, but there they're was not one. listening. There, there was, was one. one. There was one person where I was like, um, please don't come. But the whole thing is that my I had 20 people and I kept on. Well, it ended up being 19 people. No, 18 people, but I can only fit 18 comfortably. And then 19 means some people are, someone's going to be hanging half off a chair or something like that. In your palace. Hello. Yeah. So I was just praying someone wasn't going to come. And at the very last minute, someone canceled. And I was like, yay, now I can fit everybody comfortably. Because at the very last few days, it's that thing where it's like, oh, I can't come. Oh, can I bring my friend? Oh, I can't. And so it's like, oh. Anyway. Did everyone start doing that? No, I just did. In, in my oh, that's what everyone at my Thanksgiving table started doing right after dinner. Was there any everyone fights? Because you're going, with family. Family, is, is there No, there's fights? no fights. Are all of your family um, liberals? Or do you, have Trump, do you have Trumpers in your family? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. No. Not really. Well, there's an uncle who wasn't invited, who I can see being a Trumper, and I swear to God, I'm convinced my mother voted for him and has been lying for four for three years. Really? Like not out of like racism, out of like legit like he's different. Let's see what he does. Oh yeah. He'll shake it. He's a businessman. I'm a dumb boomer. I believe his whole crap about being a self-made businessman icon. Let's put him in there. Ooh, I've been an idiot. But what have, has she has she given different red flags? Have you confronted her? I think you have to confront her, Brett. I'm not confronting her. That means <laughs> I have to talk to her. I don't. Oh want to God! Do oh my God! Well, whatever. Let's. We need to cure your depression, Brett. And know what? The best way to do that. What is? You need to take a deep breath in. <gasps> And that's right. Cue the music. It's time to exhale. Nothing cues depression more than the fucking X-Men. Welcome to Waiting to Exhale, our segment about the X-Men books that dropped this week. Now, I think before we talk about the books that dropped, maybe we can, should we talk about some previews first? Sure. Um, Brett sent me an image and I went and read the preview. There (laughs) is a, in the next X-Men, there's a quiet X-Men number three. Uh, And there's some, uh, there's some little playful digging between Emma Frost and Jean Grey. Do you want to talk about it, it, Brett? 
I do, I do. So it's a council meeting. Um, Emma is fashionably late, and of course, Jean calls her out on it. Um, Jean says that she loves Emma's shoes. And Emma says, I would let you borrow them, but they're probably two sizes too small. <laughs> Basically calling Jean Grey like a big footed. I guess a that's her foot saying bitch. that she's basically saying Jean Grey has a big dick. It's basically like it's so um, whenever Blanche Devereaux would be like, but I'm too petite. Yeah. <laughs> but then Jean... Like, she's learning. Jean's like, oh, I don't really think I want to borrow them. I don't really like to borrow things. Borrowing is more of a you thing, is it not? (laughs) Which I had to hand it to her. Yeah. What a line. Wow. To which Emma, our queen of wit, the one X-Man who values comedy over anything else, says, ha ha, I deserve that. Do you want to go get a drink later? Oh, my God. So they're like buddies now. And I need, I want, I need a book of just Wolverine, Jean Grey, and Frost, and Cyclops. I need to know the inner workings of this relationship. This whole thing. Because here's the one thing that I also want to talk about. In the last X-Men book, uh, Scott Summer says, yes, I have been... Did he say in love with a single person? What did he say? Like, or I was with- He's, They're like, have you ever been in love with somebody? He's like, ooh, that's a complicated- Ever been in love with a person? He's like, that's a complicated thing. Let's just say, yes, I have loved a single person. Do, do you think he means that? Do you think that he's saying that he's loved one of them and not the other? No, I think he's saying he's- Yeah, no, I've loved a single person multiple times. Yeah, because- because there was a, there's another article in CBR, I think it is, or I can't, or maybe it was Bleeding Cool. I can't remember. But someone was like, that single person is Emma Frost. Like, someone was, like, not happy. Right, everyone needs to shut the Jean fuck up. Like, like someone this was whole thing. Like, he's like, it's Emma Frost. It's not Jean Grey. <laughs> you're an idiot. The whole thing is about subtext. This thruple stuff will never be explicit. It never will. You will never hear any of them be like, we're fucking all the other ones, too. It's going to be little things like the diagram with the doors missing. It's going to be things like Scott being like, oh, well, it's complicated. But yeah, sure. It's going to be one where Wolverine's like, oh, I think I have crabs. And in the back, you see Emma, Jean and scratching like Like, furiously. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's never going to be explicit. So this is just adventures and subtext, everybody. Like, draw all the conclusions you want. What a fun game. But don't insist that you're right. Because the game is subjectivity, my friends. All right. Anyway, it looks, I can't wait for that. It looks awesome. It looks incredible. Oh, like February 2020 is when we have the giant size X Men Jean Grey. Uh, but their relationship, remember when we were like, is Hickman going to make the X Men good? Is Hickman going to give us what we want? Oh, my God. He is. is he, he gave us the Gene and Emma that we have been dying for since the early 2000s, girl. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So I'm here for it. But back to this week's books, we've got a number of number twos. Fallen Angels. Solid num- <laughs> Fallen Angels, X-Force, and the New Mutants. Yes. What do you want to talk about first? Let's go into Let's New Let's start with Fallen Angels. Oh, oh, New okay. Mutants. Let's do it. <laughs> I was okay, then. So we we're agreed. X-Force. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, whatever, whatever. Let's, I was like, let's just, talk about let's talk about X Force. Okay. Uh, actually, okay. let's talk about the discourse I'm seeing on X Twitter, which is a lot of people giving up on Fallen Angels and a lot of people deciding that X Force is their favorite. Really? Yeah. Okay. So I don't feel this way. I don't either. I find uh, Fallen Angels is fun. I think Fallen Angels is interesting. I like it. It's an interesting book. A lot of people are mad at the depiction of Laura. And it's not a character that I ever really dove fully into for me to be like, this is incorrect. I don't think so. I mean, also, I guess it's just like that. The last, I guess they're just think the last Wolverine set her up with so much humanity and now they just kind of erased it. All right, X-Force, let's talk. What happens? Um, nothing. <laughs> no, Wolverine's like off trying to uh, figure out who did it. <clears throat> and he runs into somebody else. Um, Our friend Quentin Quire. Quentin Quire, Kid Omega. And he kind of calls it out, which is just like... Oh, you know, uh, you guys finally uh, figured out what I was saying all along. We're better. We're superior. We should Yay. be. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, of course I'm on Xavier's side because Xavier is on my side. Hello. Mm-hmm. Xavier finally agreed with me. Yeah. One thing I want to point out, we start with a funeral scene, not a funeral scene, but we start with the obligatory. There's a dead X-Man on the floor and all the other X-Men are standing around him in a circle. Yeah. Um, one thing you and I got into a vicious argument about last week was the status of one Shatterstar. Okay. Was and he boom, in there? Was he there? There he is. He's yeah. a, he's standing right there, right, right next to Apocalypse. Yes, because and so that means. Wait a minute. That means you have to admit something that I was right. Well, <laughs> do ahead. I? Because I said. You're right. If I go through my every mutant ever variance, and if he's on there, oh, that then you're right. For anything. No, oh my god! For well, anything. I did go through the every mutant ever variance, and he's on there. So you're right. <laughs> you're totally right. Yes. <laughs> All right. Anyway, it's, it's, I, I don't have a lot going on right now. I needed that. I needed a win. <laughs> I needed a win. <laughs> so, uh, so, so we find out. Uh, what did we find out? I don't even remember. What happened? Uh, you know what? I don't remember a lot about this issue. <laughs> truthfully. Truthfully. So, um, that so G- I remember like, Kid Omega shows up and then they're like, oh, oh. Then we find they out. they take on like zombies. Jean Grey is the one. Basically, Jean Grey is like, shit, I have to do a resurrection. I'm the one that has to do the Xavier resurrection. Um, they find out that the way they were able to get into Krakoa is they grafted Domino's skin onto their bodies. Gross. And not for luck powers, but for like DNA yeah. passing, which yeah. I'm like, okay, that's loose, but sure. And then uh, they end. we end with finding um, Domino's like kind of in some kind of uh, chamber. With her, with like her skin shaved off and half yeah. her body, which is it's real gross. Yeah, I thought they were just going to resurrect her. That she was like, nope, she's dead, and now we're going to resurrect her. So they're like, no, we don't know what to do. She might be dead. She might not be. Out. Yeah. So uh, once again, it's that thing where I just wish all comics were twice as long because it's. I really do feel like each comic 
is maybe like we just got up to like maybe two commercial breaks like yeah. <laughs> this was an hour long tv show like i feel like we only got like 25 minutes in yeah. and so it's just very unsatisfying and if, and i understand why people uh are like oh i only read uh like the trades because it's like why 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 torture myself like we do yeah house of x powers of 10 really spoiled us when are those trades coming out uh, mid-December. It's on my Christmas wish list on Amazon. Ooh. If you're listening. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that was X-Force. That, that, that was X-Force. That it's, more, it's more about, like, the creation of, like, I really thought this book would start off with, so, it, it's, so one it's of already, the things like, we've in, set in up in our planning. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, but this is, this seems to be, like, the creation of, like, oh, it turns out there's a need for something like this. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's move okay. on. Let's move on to Fallen Angels. Fallen Angels. Uh, we're really getting to know Psylocke. But really the, getting to know her. The The writing in it, I feel, is very smart. Because yeah. I noticed that there was... And there was one thing where her daughter had that butterfly tattoo. Yep. And there was all these butterfly things that were going on. And I was like, you know what? This um, this doesn't make sense because the butterfly thing was was Betsy's thing. So why mm-hmm. is all this butterfly stuff on Quanin before she met Betsy? And then they addressed that where it was like, it's the one thing we had in common. We both had butterflies yeah. in common. And I just like yeah. how the person is like paying attention to all those little details. And it makes it like more interesting and, and richer for that. I don't like it. And I kind of like they show how Quanin is different from Betsy. Um, there's a line where she's talking to Sinister and he says, tell me about your butterflies, Psylocke. And she says, for Elizabeth, it meant beauty. She never knew what it meant to me. I hated them. The yeah. symbol of them. Yeah, they were a reminder of uh, all her pain and suffering. Yeah. Two butterflies in one body. Butterfly. She's like, for me, it just reminded me of that awful Mariah Carey album. <laughs> um, yeah. And one then, thing I liked about this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Go Anyway, I was. I like the fact that it's kind of showing now that she's free um, to be who she is. She's also realizing what an awful, horrible person she was in her previous life. And it, it's uh, yeah. and it's kind of showing where she didn't give a shit kind of about consequences of anything. And so when Cable was like, "Hey, we need to save the Apoth," is like, like destroying like this this uh, this whole community. She's like, "I don't care. We're just looking for Apoth. Like, I don't care what he. I don't care about the people that he's hurt. I just want to get rid of him. So we're only leaving the island to get rid of him. So those people, they can fuck them. They can go fuck themselves." Which is in line with the uh, one of the data pages. We get like the laws of the hand, the way of the hand. Yeah. Which I don't think I realized that Quanin was that ingrained into the hand. Of course. Uh, the one cannot consider the fate of the world. So that's how she, the world, as must the one also be, is already dead. So that's how she sees the world. She's like, it's a bunch of fucking people who are already dead. I have a question. Is Shinobi Shaw the one that resurrected, uh, the one that made the body switch? Who made the body switch? Who was that? Wasn't it Mojo? 
No, no, the body switch. Because it was the hand that switched them. Oh, right, right, right. Was that Shinobi Shaw? Oh, I don't remember. In like the Acts of Vengeance. It was Mandarin. No, she was Lady Mandarin. When she was Lady Mandarin, but there was a guy that I'm pretty sure was Shinobi Shaw is the one that was like pulling all the strings. Holy shit, I should know this. Brett, I'm kind of horrified that you don't know. I'm kind of horrified you don't. Um, There's no mention of Psylocke on his Wikipedia page. Well, I just remember if you look at the the, the issues where she uh, is like switched, the one where she has to kill all the X-Men in her head. Uh-huh. The person that's sitting there while she's in that kind of like underwater tube, like fighting the X-Men in her mind, that person looks like Shinobi Shaw, the person who's like in charge of the hand and he's working under the Mandarin. Okay. Anyway. All right. I guess we'll have to find that out. Anyway. Research. Research. But then she finally comes to her senses, uh, Psylocke, and she's like, you know what? You guys... You guys, I'll teach you the ways of the hand, but you need to teach me how to be, like, not a, a bitch, not an, an evil person. Yeah. And Laura's like, um, okay, I guess. <laughs> okay. Um, so, I don't know. I'm, I kind of dig it. I'm, I'm digging our new Psylocke. Yeah, I like it. I like it. And now let's talk about the new mutants. New mutants, we finally get Sam. Oh, we finally get Sam. I'm sorry, can I relive the moment of them finding and hugging Sam over and over and over and over? And Bobby being so weird around him because he's gay for him. Can we talk about how gay for Sam Bobby is? Because, oh my God. Bobby, like, is the perfect person to be gay. Like, I think they should do this. I think they need to make it happen. Or at least bisexual. Come on. Let's do it. I absolutely think. His behavior, like, he's worried about Sam getting a dad bod. He has, like, this weird implicit animosity towards Smasher, his uh, Sam's wife. He's vain. He hides behind humor. I mean, uh, I'm seeing a big flashing sign that says gay. Yeah. I want it. I want it to happen. I want it. Give it to me. Can we please make it happen? Make it happen already. So this is all about the reunion with Cannonball, who I love, and I'm so happy he's back. I, too, as a gay man, want Smasher and the kid gone. <laughs> what do you think they're going to... What are they going to do with that? Yeah, I don't know. Do you... Because is Hickman the one that started that relationship? Yeah. Yeah, in Avengers. So I guess he likes it? <laughs> yeah. Bobby doesn't. Yeah, I think we need He's like, to- hey... Could you guys hug um, and stop acting weird? Bobby, can you stop acting weird and just say hello to your friend? Yeah. Took pages. Oh, this just in. I did some research while we were talking. Matsuo Suriyaba. It's not Shinobi Shaw. So, never mind. Okay. Uh, okay. Back to New Mutants. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, so Bobby's gay. Is it just me, or is Danny Moonstar, like, what's going on with her? Big big dyke energy happening, right? I don't even necessarily, it's dyke energy. Uh, but it's I'm, like, just, I'm just guessing. It's right. like attitude, but just attitude. She's got, like... She's like, I'm tough. I kill bears. Yeah, like, it's kind of a... And I like it, but part of me is like, I don't... This is definitely, we're evolving her character up a bit. And it's true, she's been kind of bland. But I will say, if as we evolve her character, can we remember what her powers are? That's all I ask. Can we just remember her powers? I know oh, she didn't these have... These arrows. These stupid arrows. The most least interesting thing about her powers. She can make people experience their worst fear. Why is she not doing this all of the time? Give me that again. She could be technically... I mean, she's basically... Could be like like a like mastermind almost in a way. Yeah, like she could she, be like the goddess of fear if she wants to be. Exactly, Fuck. she could be so powerful, and they're just doing nothing. It's driving me crazy. Meanwhile, right after Smasher punches Bobby, Ileana goes grabbing her by the hand and is like, "You know, I was going to punch her to him too, right?" <gasps> She's another one. I like the one with magic where they were like, we were in jail, but then she kept like, ah, showing up her sword. Flashing her sword. And then when they would gra- go to get the sword, she would just make it disappear. And then they'd put her in solitary, but then she'd just teleport out. <laughs> so fun. Also fun, Xandra. I know, she's there. We're fine. She's uh, now, and so it looks like they're priming her when she's old enough to like take over. To be empress, and they're like, you just need a stern nanny, and who better than your crazy aunt, Deathbird? My thing is, okay, what, that's what I say to that, what, why would you trust her? Trust, I know. What is, is she going to, I don't know, double cross all of you? Yes. Like that, I mean, what, what? Although, is it just me? or I think I feel in the future solicitations, it looks like, I feel like her and Bobby are going to have a thing. Yeah. Well, it ends with Bobby being like, hey, Sam, I'm in love with Deathbird. Yeah. And I'm like, you would be with her masculine slash yeah. femtop energy. Like, yeah. you absolutely would think you're in love with her. <laughs> also, you're gay. <laughs> Bobby and the femtop energy. That's like me saying I'm in love with Emma Frost. Like, we all know where that's coming from. <laughs> I know. Oh, that reminds me like when I was a kid and they're like, Jeff can't be gay. He loves Madonna so much. <laughs> like, yeah, when Madonna, I went to, she's so hot. <laughs> my parents sent me to a thing called Vacation Bible School oh, when I was like in like second, third grade, first, second, third grade. Um, it was basically just a thing to drop the kids off at during the summer. And there was this girl who had like the most mannish body. Like she had the most mannish shoulders and like, she basically looked like a dude. And I thought I was so in love with her. Yeah. I was like, I'm in love with Cheryl. Know who my big crush was as a kid when I was like seven, uh, from the Goonies. What's her name? Martha Plimpton. Martha Plimpton from the Goonies. (laughs) Who basically was a boy. (laughs) Oh my God. I follow her on Instagram, by the way. Yeah. I went through this whole thing where I followed all of these like middle-aged fabulous actresses from the 80s and 90s. She made the list. Know what I love about her? She's 
got she's I don't think she's ever been married and she doesn't have any kids. I love oh. middle-aged women that are never married, never have kids because they're like fuck, fuck your, yeah, fuck your conventions. I know what the weird thing is. There's another one with Dana Delaney, middle-aged woman, never had kids, and she looks amazing. And I watched an interview with her on Steve Harvey, and he was like, you look amazing. He's like, how old are you? And she's like, I'm 56. And he's like, how, what is your secret? She goes, you want to know my secret? I never got married. I never have kids. I ex- I do yoga every day, and I drink a bottle of wine every night. <laughs> Thank you. After my own heart, and, like, Lois Lane, just you're after cheering. my own heart. And I was like, That's she's Lois fucking Lane. awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, all right. Well, the X-Books were, were good, but, um, not, but they but didn't have Emma Frost. They also aren't having the – we're getting now weeks where you're like, that's nah, fine. Because we were yeah. we were given such powers of X, like, basically, you know, it's like – We've shot our load, and now we're just wiping the cum away. I don't know. I I got lost in the metaphor. Sorry. Bring me a towel. <laughs> um. <clears throat> oh, here's the thing. When you have a, <laughs> I heard someone say this once, and it was like the I don't want you to stay after we have sex. I just want to know. Do you want that when I bring you a towel? Do you want it wet or dry? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing it's like wet. after you're done do you prefer a wet washcloth or like a dry paper towel oh my god dry really yeah um i prefer i'd like a wet a nice wet like a wet and then okay. wrung out, and then wrung out not like sopping wet. okay your majesty yeah you know show some would you like some tea also <laughs> you're just like here's some paper towels wipe your cum off as you as i kick you out the door <laughs> here is a piece of a tissue get out <laughs> well uh speaking of blowing our load let's uh let's let's just talk about everything we have watched lately I think it's time to get critical, Brett. Cue the music. Let's get critical, critical. So many things came out new on screens that we need to talk about. I mean, we are talking The Mandalorian, Watchmen, Titan season two finale, and a little movie that you and I have been looking forward to called Knives Out. Yes. Where do you want to start? Uh, let's, let's start, let's start with, uh, let's start with the TV. Let's start the TVs? with, let's go from bad to good. So let's start with Mandalorian. Okay. Oh, what? <laughs> Mandalorian should be last on that list. Um, why do you not like the Mandalorian? And I love it. Um, it's just... Is it just so basic? Here's the thing. Mandalorian is trying to be a, like a, a sci-fi space western. And once you... I'd say it's, it's succeeding. Well, here's the deal. When you say that, then you say Firefly. And when you compare Firefly to the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian is a dumpster fire. It's garbage. So that's so that so you already have something that the thing that it's trying to do that's supposedly original has already been done before and done way better. 
Not much is happening. I'm sorry, but the fact that he cannot take his helmet off, I don't relate to this character at all. He, I don't, I cannot see his eyes. I don't feel any emotion or anything from him. So I just don't give a shit. And the Yoda stuff is just so, at this point now, it's just like, hey, there's nothing happening. There's nothing happening. But look, look at cute Yoda. Look at little Yoda. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it is, it's kind of the reason I hate Disney in the first place. Like, it's so manipulative. Like, okay, we understand there's a lack of character development, but here's baby Yoda. That's what I'm saying, is all these look like little fun side adventures, but what is it all leading to? I feel like we need, like, you should always have a little driplet, driplet, droplet of of the overall arcing storyline in each episode and these just don't i don't feel like they have it like this last episode where they were just on this planet where it was run by where the lesbian bounty hunter or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wh- why and then they had they did they had the audacity but she was like at the end so there's like and then there's a woman and her daughter and they're taking care of yoda and at the end he's like the 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 lesbian character who was the the one of the bad guys from Deadpool. What's her name? Is she a wrestler? I don't know, but she's from Deadpool. She's just like, are you sure you have to go? Why don't you you don't want to stay here with her and start a family? And then there's a thing where she's like, don't you want to stay? And I was like, are you honestly thinking after how many minutes that I'm supposed to believe? that you two have feelings for each other and that this is like some kind of relationship. No, no, it, I didn't feel anything at all. It was just completely unbelievable. Garbage. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree that there's no target. There's no end game. It's kind of just him like, well, I don't know what we're going to do next. It would be nice if we were working toward something. It feels yeah. like the thing we're working toward is him re- revealing his face to people. Yeah. Uh, I, to me, I mean, it feels, I feel pretty stupid saying this and uninformed saying this, but it feels like the steps of a hero journey, like, you know, like little, these little adventures here and there where he learns things about himself, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think it's an enjoyable show. I just don't think it's You need to see his face for all of that. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. These close-ups of a helmet where we're supposed to imagine what's happening underneath. Ugh. And I also just think John Favreau is an awful writer and an awful director. Yeah. yeah. Not a big fan of swingers. Fuck no. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Yeah. He started Vince. What's his name? Vince Vaughn. That's his name, right? Yeah. Is he? That's his fault. I know. That's garbage person. John Favreau's fault. Yeah. Anyway, I, but anyway. I still keep watching it because, uh, uh, actually, it's something that Joe, because my boyfriend Joe loves everything Star Wars, but he's not feeling this. So it's something we like to hate watch together. <laughs> Sounds like a Star Wars fan to me, hating on the new stuff. <laughs> hey, he loved Last Jedi. Well, then that brings us to, okay. why don't we talk about Knives Out then? What a segue. All right. Knives Knives Out. Out. By Ryan Johnson, who made The Last Jedi, much to the chagrin of several toxic fans. I know. Uh, Well, Knives Out, I was going into it thinking, oh my God, it's going to be Clue. Clue. I'm so excited. But then- Here comes Clue. Then you told me- No. It's not like Clue. 
And I'm glad I heard that so that I wasn't yes. so like hardcore, like wanting to see Clue. I told you that on purpose. So I basically went being like, I don't know what this is going to be. And the movie, it's one of those movies. And this, one of those movies that where I'm just like, wait, wait, why are they doing this? Oh, wait, why are they doing this? He kept taking the genre tropes of a murder mystery and like throwing it out the window and that it and made even me completely like folding confu- it in in itself. Exactly. And it made me so confused. And part of me wanted to be angry. But the other part of me was like, why am I angry? Because I'm sitting there on the edge of my seat being like, what is going it's to so happen? so good. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, like to me, it? are we spoiling it? Yeah, let's go. Let's let's see spoilers here for about will, the next five minutes. And I will minutes. say this. And usually we just start talking about it. But because this is a murder mystery and all of it is about not knowing what's going on. If like just fast forward or something, if, if you don't, if you really want to see this movie, otherwise we're going to fucking tell you. Five minutes. Okay. Uh, they tell you who's like how, the, how the death happens. No, they tell you who the murderer is in the, in the first act. In the beginning. <laughs> and that's what you're watching a murder mystery from the reverse angle. Instead of guessing along with the detective the entire time, you are actually along with the quote unquote villain, bad guy murderer who is trying to cover their track. So it's like you're seeing a murder mystery from the other angle. Yeah. From the perspective of the person who did it and trying the, to cover up. The person who did it has an affliction where they throw up if they lie. <laughs> it's brilliant. It was brilliant. The person because the person was so inherently good and that's one of the reasons Daniel Craig, as the detective, keeps Marta, uh, the immigrant nurse, to Christopher Plummer's deceased character, so close to the vest. Daniel Craig keeps her character so close to the vest because he knows that she's clearly the murderer, but she also is inherently a good person. So how she, could she be the murderer? So that's kind of Daniel Craig's mystery. It's like, no, I know it's her, but Why? that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, there is a huge flaw to this movie. Two flaws. What? Um, Jamie Lee Curtis and Tony Collette do not have enough screen time. <laughs> oh, I'll add. I'll add Jaden Martell as the Nazi kid. Does not <laughs> yeah. have enough screen oh, yeah. time. I, and that's what I wanted. This movie. Ter- I would have let this movie be a half an hour longer, just if we went more into all of their insanity. It. At the second, like, so doing this murder mystery from the reverse angle where you're actually sympathizing with the murderer, you lose the ensemble piece. And so that's what we lost is you've got the ensemble piece kind of sort of in act one where Daniel Craig interviews them all and solves mysteries inherent to each one of them. Yeah. Which was awesome. But then sort of act two, act three, they become background as it tells the story of Marta. And uh, Daniel Craig's sleuth character, but they're so good in it. I love the, the performances are so much fun. With all the performances as good as they are, Daniel Craig actually turned out to be my MVP. Oh, he's great! At first, when he's talking in that crazy Colonel Sanders Southern draw, I was like, "What?" But then I realized it was just me. Not, I mean, when is he? Has he ever not had, when has he, has he done anything with an American accent even? 
I can't think Ooh, of anything that he's question. done. I'm just so Young used Bond. to him with a British accent yeah, Bond. that yeah. I was like, what? Well, but then Logan, like, after Logan Lucky, I loved it. Yeah. He does the same. Logan Lucky, he does that same Foghorn like horn oh, okay. kind of accent. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, he was fantastic. Tony Collette was <laughs> like, I it was so dying for more of her. Why is she like so good in everything she's in? Why, she why, why? I've been studying my, I've been studying up on like what my favorite like performances, movies for the, cause for our best of episodes. Yeah. And, 10 years worth. And, I mean, I'm this give it away. One of my favorite performances of the decade is Tony Collette and hereditary. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and that's the thing. The fact that this is just like a horror movie and that she went beyond something like she, yeah, she needs to have an Oscar. Can we get her an Oscar, please? Please? Hey, do you know, so funny, tangent, um, anything else you want to say about Knives Out? Um, just that I, it's so enjoyable and it's so different. And that my thing about the thing that makes me like a movie, it's either a movie. I like it so much that I want to watch it over and over again, or it makes me feel like I've never seen anything like this before. And Knives Out did both of those, which is rare. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Done. Loved it. Um, so, uh, Disney and Marvel revealed who they've submitted for Oscar consideration. And they basically submitted everybody in Endgame. And at first I'm like, <laughs> really? But like, I don't think anybody in Endgame necessarily deserves an Oscar nomination. No. But I was like, but you know what, who? And I realized, I think there is one actor who I could see as like a Marissa Tomei, My Cousin Vinny, kind of like dark horse nomination i mean in endgame i feel if anyone would get nominated it would be like robert downey jr i would think karen gillen who nebula oh I mean, out of all no. the names the only <laughs> I mean, one i can see i understand like performance wise yes but i mean that would never happen anyway none of them are going to be nominated for for Oscars. yeah yeah give it up um, and by that, we mean the booty. Okay, speaking of booty, let's talk Titans season two finale. <laughs> um, this, I was very annoyed. What the, f- it was, it was all over the goddamn place. It was, okay. So, what the fuck? So it sets up Slade as this big bad guy. He dies like suddenly, like, oh, his daughter can kill him. I was like, What? His daughter and Jericho. What? Well, nah, no, Jericho kind of just escaped after he, like, okay. So it was his daughter and another character, and it was a character reveal moment. The other character. We've, you know, it's been, everything's been leading up to this character, and that is Nightwing. Yes. Nightwing. So Dick Grayson is here. officially becomes Nightwing. Uh, all I could look at it was his butt the entire time. Oh, did I tell you the night? Did I t- tell? Did I talk about this already? About how he, I he, oh, shit, I can't even remember the show. But he basically played a gay character, and like he has a gay kissing scene, and like some no. TV show from the early two thousands, like one of those stupid, no. like NCIS or C- one of those types of oh my god shows. But here, but the plot of it is he's in love with one of the like Navy SEAL guys and then he tries to kiss him and the guy's like, I'm not gay. And then later on <gasps> they find him dead. Like he like, Oh dies. my God. 
Uh, I saw a thing, an article from 2015, an interview where he Im- implies that he's bisexual. Where they're like, what are you looking for out of a, like a partner? And he's like, a guy or a girl. And they're like, what? either. Yeah. We need to dig into that. Yeah. Because yeah. if he is having sex with the menses, I need to go. I need to get watch. in line for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of Thwaites reveals, is this the is hottest another. Man. Wait, hold on. I, he's so hot. But we have to take another tangent with since there's celebrity reveals. Um, Lando from Star Wars. Oh my Billy God, Billy D. He's gender fluid. Gender fluid. Amazing. And I am just like, uh, where is Billy D now? I have a friend who's like, friend, she's like. he's like a part of some charity that she's on and she says like he's like super nice and and very like but i'm like i want to like get in contact with her and be like what does that mean what does it mean he's gender fluid like i want to know like i want him to like come out to some event and like and like just like some fun like billy porter style outfit yes yes anyway um, he said, I call myself himself. I call myself herself. It don't matter. What? Uh, what? So so they, Slade is killed really quick in Titans, like too quick. So I was like, that's dumb. And then now yeah. it's about, oh, uh, Connor and Gar are under brainwashing influence. And so they have to uh, stop them. So then it just comes about stopping Connor. And then, right, and like Raven does it, and Nightwing does it, and they reach know, out Donna to Troy. Him. Uh, yeah, they get through the brainwashing. They're back on their side, like on his side. Everything's fine, and then <laughs> out of, they could have ended no the episode right there. Reason, for no reason, a tower no falls <laughs> on top of Donna Troy and electrocutes and kills her. <laughs> it's like. All, like they just saved all the people and then all the people are coming out and Dawn Dove notices that a little girl dropped her stuffed animal. So she goes to get the stuffed animal and she looks up and there's this electric tower. I'm like, what is this? Why is there so much electricity? <laughs> like, what is this thing? I know, right? Comes f- crashing down and Donna Troy like steps in and catches it, but is electrocuted to death in the process. So a number of things here. Why? Number one. Number two, Connor, what were you doing? Like, could Superboy have not done that? He was busy. Number three, just <laughs> kill Dove. I like Donna Troy, Jessica Jones light so much better than I like Dove. No, actually, I love Dove. I know, but also I would prefer the superpowered person over the non-superpowered person. But like and Donna Troy, well, they're probably going to bring her back because Raven says... So here's my take. Yeah, it was oh, that's totally right. Random. She went back to uh, to the like resurrector. Yeah. So isn't that a thing? Like, doesn't Donna Troy like die and come back from the dead? Like, isn't it like a Donna Troy thing? I don't know. I don't know enough. I don't know. All right. It'd be like Jean Grey dying out of nowhere. Like, oh, of course. Well, she has to die to come back. They got to do that. But it I feel was like so it's a Donna dumb. Troy they might too. as well have had her die of like. Oh, what's this thing? I Uh-oh, have malaria. Have a, or it's like, oh, you have a staph infection and then it, it spread. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's going to have been anything. It was, it so was stupid. that random. <laughs> it was so stupid. And then does it set up anything? 
it sets up Blackfire coming oh, right, from right, right. That's how it ends. Okay. her planet to get Starfire. And that actress is bad. She's bad, that but scene, Starfire's that, and that's, Diop is still that great. That scene where Starfire and Blackfire were talking, I was like, who? Like, this person cannot act at all. Yeah. It's bad. All right, anyway. Yeah. So, Titans, So, all whatever. over the place. But wait, season three, isn't it getting picked up on another platform? Disney Like, Plus. it's not going to be on DC. It's going to be like an HBO Now or something. Well, oh yeah, Warner Brothers is, is uh, HBO Max. So it would be on there. It'll be an HBO Max, yeah. which is not now. No. So is it on the same thing as Watchmen or not? Well, that's the thing. I still don't know how it's going to work. Because I don't know if HBO Now and HBO Max, whether they're just all going to be... Like, if you have bo- both of them, are they two separate streaming sites? Or are they just going to combine it all together? And you can just get HBO Max and then you pay extra money and then you get the premium HBO content. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that would make more sense, but I don't know if they're going to do that. Anyway, <sighs> Titans. Titans. What else did we watch? Oh, yeah. Maybe in, uh, this next thing I want to talk about, this is just like, if you're not watching Watchmen, you need to because it's. I feel like it's important. And I kind of am bummed that more people aren't talking about it. Yeah. I feel it seems like, like the most important show to come along in a while. Like it's and I think it's because people are so and this is the one thing I will say. People complain about, oh, it's a PC culture. There is a thing where people are so scared now to talk about race. Like, I feel like we've reached a level where it's like, you're not supposed to say bad things about race, but the, the, the pendulum has swung now so far to the side that people are just scared to talk about anything about race. And I think people are scared to talk about this show because it's so in your face dealing with it's so real America and there and our problems with race. And it's just doing it so in your face and it's so smart and it's so good and it's so important. And I think everyone needs to watch it. I think everyone who voted for Trump needs to watch this show. This show is about generations of black trauma. Yes. And we, we're not willing to even recognize that it, such a thing exists, that there is real generational trauma happening. Was this the show where somebody was like, Trauma is passed in your DNA. Mm-hmm. You in, we, we genetically have inherited trauma. Mm-hmm. That's what this show is about. Like looking back, that was the line that's that uh, summarized the entire show. Yeah. And the beauty is that it opens up. They they're showing a, there's a Minutemen TV show, and it's just like American this, hero story. And it's like this ex, exploitive like over-the-top version and in it's it it's ryan murphy garbage <laughs> yes yes exactly it's like the ryan murphy version of it and here we have speaking of that we have cheyenne jackson oh what a troll to ryan murphy i'm sorry like having <laughs> cheyenne jackson play hooded justice in american hero story was such a troll of ryan murphy and i am here for it because we know hooded justice in a previous episode is butt fucking um Captain Metropolis. Captain Metropolis. And so then they finally, they see Hooded Justice reveals himself to be Cheyenne Jackson. But you slowly end up realizing it was never Cheyenne Jackson. It was, it's Louis Gossett Jr. 
It's so that's the, the reveal. It's the grandfather of of uh, of uh, what's her name? Night Night Sister Night. Yep. Uh, and they basically just go. She downs all of his memory pills and goes into a coma, which is fatal. Yes, and starts um, remembering, reliving him. his life. Yeah, it is the most beautifully shot, beautifully told, uh, one step ahead of you episode of TV I have seen in such a long time. Yeah. I can't remember the last you know what, show you know what that, that made connections in such a tight way but kept you surprised. I'm good. I felt this was the closest thing to the Twin Peaks TV show. That I Absolutely. Saw. This was the closest thing to a TV event. It is incredible not only for Damon Lindelof to stay true to Watchmen in that hooded justice. It was implied he was homosexual but to and, and that hooded justice was the first masked vigilante, but to draw the connection, like, of course it was a black man. The first person to hide their identity and seek justice born from rage. Yeah. You think that was a white guy? Yeah. There is and the reason that he has that hood on is because he was almost lynched right before. By fellow police By while fellow he was an officer. Policemen. And just him trying to be a black officer. It's it is heartbreaking, this show. I it's mean heartbreaking. It's, and and how about sh- filming a lynch from the perspective a lynching from the perspective of the person being lynched? Yeah, to see through his eyes, through the hood, and to be raised by the neck. Everybody should watch this. Show. And the fact that nobody is talking about it, I think just people are scared. I think it makes them just too uncomfortable. Too uncomfortable and too fucking bad. Like, oh, oh, I'm so over white America's level of comfort. Yes, we need to be uncomfortable. Because look what's happening. <laughs> we need reparations is what we need. Oh. That's there, what this show is the case for reparation. That's right. Because we need to resolve this trauma. We yeah. <laughs> like. <sighs> anyway, it's so good. Did you watch it alone? Uh, no, I watched it with my husband. Yeah, I watched it with Joe. And we just kept, I look- just, I was just we just kept looking at each other like, oh, my God, this is so good. Like, this is so fucked up. And the way it was made, like, it was just. How it just shot kept, so beautifully. It kept being her, like it kept going back and forth between it being hooded justice and then back to uh, Sister Knight experiencing it, and then the one part where she fly, where they fly through out the window, the window and, it freezes uh, and, and is when frozen, smart, uh, comes and her back husband. in trying to reach out to her. So here's the thing: it ends with her waking up. I think she's still in the memories. What do you think? Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. Because I was like, how did she get there? And I think, no, this is this is the new memories of yeah. Louis Ga- how Louis Gossett Jr. This is like old Louis Gossett Jr. Got memories. with, what's her name? What's the other, the Asian woman's name? Yeah, that's another like white knight thing. Um, oh, Lady True. Lady, Lady True. True. It's like, this is how he yeah, ended yeah. up with Lady True. That's what I think. So we, we will find out. I agree. That's some Nightmare on Elm Street classic moves. Like, well, still the dream. I know you think you're awake, but you're not. Anyway, Watchmen will make our best of the decade. 
list. Make no mistake. <laughs> it is hard when you're trying to think of a best of the decade because everything that's recent is so fresh in our minds. You have recency bias, yeah. Yeah, that it becomes, it feels like it's better when actually the stuff that you remember from 2010, that's the real fucking, like, you know, that's the real fucking show because that one you still remember all these years later. How are we going to treat the MCU when we do best of the decade? I think here's the I think we need to do we're going to be doing best movies and then best um like superhero fantasy movies. Okay. So like best like Shape of Water and then Winter Soldier. Yeah, those will be like I that mean kind of honestly, thing. I feel Shape of Water could be in the fantasy one. Oh, it could. Um, yeah. But like Parasite, that would be... Yeah. And then Doctor Strange would be in the other one. But that's the thing. Here's the, the real question is, is a movie, a non-Marvel movie, going to make it into your top? Are we doing a top five? Yeah, we'll do top five because it's a decade. We'll do top three for 2019 and top five for the decade. Will a non-Marvel movie make it in yours, do you think? I think so. I think the chances are very good. All right. Cool. Cool. I mean, Justice League, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. Oh, my God. And let's not... Are we doing worst? Let's not do worst. Let's not be negative. Um... I think for for the best for the year of we could do a couple worsts. But yeah, for yeah. Decade, for twenty nineteen, I don't want. I don't want decade. To do it for the no, decade. we don't have time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Um. Well, listen. Good. As the decade winds down, um, there's really nothing left but the holidays. Yeah. Have you started your shopping? Your holiday shopping? Um. Yeah. I mean, I I've gotten. I've gotten a few presents. Usually because I go home to Baltimore, I actually shop like when I get there so I don't have to bring presents with me. I see. Yeah. So I have to figure out what I'm going to do or have the things delivered like to my mom's house when I get there. Do yeah. you do you do you have or do you know what you're getting people? Do you have are you going to base are you one of those people that kind of gets the same thing for everybody? No, my Everybody's family does. Everybody's getting slippers. No, 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 quite the opposite. My family does um holiday wish lists on Amazon, so we just pull from that. Yeah. We have a Christmas registry each and every year. Oh, nice. Yeah. But what but what, do we have any advice for people? Well, I mean, if you're doing your shopping online, it's a lot more convenient. Uh, you'll probably find a lot more savings, especially if you take advantage of Cyber Monday. So um, we're actually recording this the day before Cyber Monday. And I do think I have a few tips for um, some quick, easy online shopping for the geeks in your life. Yes. Do you know someone that just loves comics they are a virgin <laughs> they have horrible cystic acne and they just only talk in weird puns and just all references 
to things that you've never seen, well, that means they're a comic book nerd. And, mm -hmm. and so th there's things that you can get to make them happy. For example, consider a year-long subscription to Disney+. Plus. It's only $70, and there's countless hours of entertainment. Or if you know that they do are a fan of the Marvel person and they don't give a shit about reading a book, if they don't mind waiting six fucking months, get them a subscription to Marvel Unlimited where they could read every Marvel comic. Right. Or... You know, if, if, if you're on Marvel.com and you're looking at their wonderful gift guide and you happen to know a pet or two in your life, or maybe even have one, there are a number of plush toys available for animals, ba animals based on your favorite Marvel characters. And speaking of Marvel, do you feel that someone's kid is a terror and maybe going to grow up to be a serial killer? you can buy them a child's Thanos backpack. So you're and like, because you're basically giving a subtle dig, like, I think your kid is the incarnate of evil. But mm -hmm. the kid will be like, yay, Thanos. Exactly. But you will have made your point without offending anybody. Exactly. And hey, who wants to offend a mother? Why offend a mother when you can buy her wonderful boots in the style of Iron Man <laughs> They're still very fashionable from heruniverse.com. There are a number of websites out there, niche geek sites like heruniverse.com, which is a fashion forward, female friendly geek site. Lovely pair of Iron Man boots. They're very subtle. That, and you can also get a Captain Marvel purse with the Captain Marvel insignia on it. Or... She's probably feeling pretty stressed out because of the children that she's raising. Mm -hmm. Why not get her one of those dildos that you saw in Watchmen, like the Dr. Manhattan dildo? Yes. I think it's 11 inches. It's solid cobalt. It's basically you're saying, I know you like comics and I know you have a very wide vagina. It could be found in HBO.com for a mere $29.99. Or you can also, hey, if you feel like... Hey, do you know that your your friend Betsy, she's she's having some trouble in the bedroom? Well, get her a WandaVision cosplay lingerie outfit. Mm -hmm. Basically, the guy, his is just a Speedo and a jewel on his head that you can just mm -hmm. tape to his head. And then the Wanda, the Wanda one, it's the Wanda hat and then a sexy, sex, sexy, sickly, <laughs> a sexy red negligee. Basically, it's saying, hey, your husband doesn't have any feelings. Now you can just have him be a sexy robot and it will work. It also comes with a 1950s kitchen apron. Oh, yeah. Do you like action figures? I love if action If you do, figures. yes. Why not pick up an action figure set for, I don't know, maybe the poly friends in your life. Um, the Gene Scott Logan Thruple Action Pack is available from uh, ToysRUs.com for a mere $39.99. It comes with three interconnected bedroom pieces. Mm -hmm. And if you buy now and send in your rebate card, you will get the bonus Emma Frost action figure with a diamond strap-on to complete your set. Oh, my God. Speaking of strap-ons, the opposite of a strap-on is um, a, a prosthetic butt that you can have sex with. 
and this uh, new bud, you can actually attach uh, different, you basically just insert a picture of which head so you can pretend which person you're having sex with. Tonight I'm having sex with Nightwing from Titans. Tomorrow I'm having sex with Ryan Reynolds from Deadpool. And hey, maybe grow, like from actual Deadpool with all the skin grafting. You know, I'm not going to judge you. That's right. We're not here to judge. The holidays are not for judging. The holidays are for celebrating and buying stuff. Yes. And also subtly being passive aggressive. (laughs) If you have any holiday gift guide ideas, why don't you tweet them at us at comic book queers at comic book queers on Twitter. We would love to know what you recommend you buy the geek in your life. Sounds amazing. Amazing. Ah, well, this episode has been amazing, Evil Jeff. Oh, thank you. You're amazing, Brett. You're amazing. Oh. And the holidays are amazing. Hey, 2019 is amazing. And this decade has been, well, a shit show. But, you know, we're working on it. Well, tune in next week. We're going to do our best of 2019. Now we have to, because I said it, unless you cut this part out, <laughs> episode. And then week after that, we're going to do our best of the decade as the decade wraps up. And we try to get our head around the teens. The teens. Ugh. Can't wait. All right, everybody. Listen, if you want to help support the show over the holidays, you're feeling a little generous. Why don't you please give us a review, preferably a good one, um, or tell your friends about the show. Ask them to subscribe. Both things really help out the show so much. And remember, everybody, if you read comics, well, my friends, that makes you a queer. Bye. Bye. Bye.